Welcome to Road to Play Podcast. I am your game master, Kent Blue. We are an actual play podcast where I play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world. So if you're ready, grab a player sheet, grab some dice, and let's roll to play. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Road to Play Podcast. I'm your game master, Kent Blue, and I'm so glad that you've decided to come back for another week of Road to Play. I love doing this podcast, and I love having you here listening. So this week, I am giving you the game of Kids on Bikes that I ran over on the Victory Condition Gaming YouTube channel. Uh, I had the players Doug Shoot was a player, Alan Barr of Gallant Knight Games was a player in it, um... We had a last-minute substitution, Tim Devine of Dice Up Games, and that you've heard many times on this podcast, stepped in for Amanda Call uh, whenever she she couldn't make it. And the final player of the game was Doug Lewandowski, who is one of the co-designers, along, along with John Gilmore, of Kids on Bikes. Yeah, ran this game for one of the designers of the games. It was a lot of fun. The game went over really well. I didn't quite budget my time right, so I had to rush through things, but I think we got a good, as we've been calling it, pilot episode. I'm going to go back, we're going to get the gang all back together, get Amanda back in to play her character, and do a continuation of the story, because there's a lot of stuff that I had planned that we didn't even touch because I did not budget my time right for this game. So I'm looking forward to that, but... I think you'll have a lot of fun with this this pilot episode. So, nothing else really to talk about. Um, definitely go check out Kids on Bikes. I will put it in the show notes. The backer kit is still open if you want to get on it. It is a very cool system. Very rules light. And there were a lot of really cool stretch goes that were unlocked. Uh, a lot of uh, adventure hooks written by different people. Different designers in the, in the gaming community. It's definitely well worth your time. Follow the link in the show notes to get over to that backer kit. I imagine they'll be shutting that down pretty soon because that book is almost ready to go. But now, I'm just going to hand this show over to you, give you some kids on bikes that was ran on the Victory Condition Gaming Channel for Doug Shoot, Alan Barr, Tim Devine, and Doug Lewandowski. All right, hey everyone, welcome to Victory Condition Gaming. My name is Doug. Today on the show, we have... An actual play of a game that I'm really excited about that uh, should be hitting shelves here probably, when, when would you say, Doug? Probably another month or so? Uh, a couple months, yeah. A couple months? Okay. Uh, it's Kids on Bikes. It's a, it's an 80s uh, adolescent uh, role-playing game. Co- and we're lucky enough to have the co-designer on with us, and he's actually going to be played. Doug Lewandowski. Doug, uh, thanks for coming on and doing this actual play with us. Thanks for having me on, Doug. Um, yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Uh, this is actually going to be the first time I've played this as a player. Any other time I've done it, I've always GM'd it. So, wow, very cool. That, yeah. This will be awesome. This will be awesome. And then also, I've got some awesome uh, guests with me to uh, to play and to GM. We've got, of course, Alan Barr from Gallant Night Games. Alan, thanks for coming on, taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to to do this with us. Always a pleasure. You say that very, you say that like, 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 <laughs> it, like, you, very unsincere. 
I have no follow up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, it's always good having Alan on. He's he's a great guy. Uh, and then, yeah. Uh, and then we have Tim Devine. Tim, uh, thanks for coming on. You're kind of a last minute addition, so I really appreciate you coming on and doing this with us. Oh, no problem. I was uh, I was planning on watching it anyway, so I just get to watch it with a little bit more focus now. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, the man behind the mic of Roll to Play podcast, an actual play podcast that everybody needs to be listening to, which I think everybody is at this point, right, Kent? Everybody. everybody. Everybody, everybody in the world. Everybody in the world is listening to Roll to Play podcast. My 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 good friend Ken Blue. Ken, thanks for coming on and GM in the session for us. You are welcome. Very cool. Um, so Doug, why don't you tell us a little bit about the game and then we'll hand it over to Kent and Kent will take the reins and we'll we'll play for a little while. Sure. So Kids on Bikes is a uh, storytelling RPG where the players and the GM work together to create a story about the world going on around them. Um, primary setting is kind of 80s nostalgia type stuff, and it can skew to be real goofy, which I think is what we're going for today, um, or real serious, uh, which I've played in the past um, or jammed in the past. Uh, and, you know, just sort of scratching that nostalgia itch and playing off of some of those tropes. But now with a more modern kind of idea, it's been really interesting to see how people kind of reinterpret that um, kind of like a, a changed nostalgia kind of thing. So. Sure. Nice. No, I'm really excited. This is a, this is a project that uh, came out on Kickstarter last year and uh, we've been watching it intently for, uh, for quite some time. So, uh, and, and you guys just got picked up by, by Renegade games, which is really awesome. Yeah. Very, very exciting. Um, yeah, uh, super stoked to be working with them. They've been awesome so far. Uh, and yeah, just very, very excited to be part of that because they make some of my absolute favorite games. So <laughs> they, they make some good stuff. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Kent, we're going to, uh, we're going to hand this show over to you. This is me hand, hand, handing, handing VCG over to your capable hands, my friend. So take it away. All right, I've got your channel now, so let's do something dumb with it. <laughs> All right, so we have done most of the character creation behind screens uh, before this. So there is one portion that we do want to do now. We're going to kind of establish our relationship, or, well, you guys are going to establish your relationship with each other. Let's start first, though, by going going through. We'll go uh, – I'm going to establish a turn order for now that'll that'll go through the game whenever we need it. It'll go – Alan, uh, Doug, shoot, Tim, and then Doug Lewandowski. That'll be our turn order if it ever comes up. Okay. So let's go through that turn order. Oh, let's go through that turn order and meet all of our characters. All right. So that makes me first, doesn't it? Yep. All right. Um, so let's grab my notes I made. All right. So. I am a Brutus jock named Ken Kaplan. Ken Kaplan. Um, he, uh, he's 14, plays hockey. Um, you know, that's his big sport. That's the jock part. Um, and uh, we'd established previously that he's very protective of Tiffany, I believe. Assuming Tiffany's still in the game, right? Uh, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Tiffany. Mm -hmm. He's very protective of Tiffany. 
All right, that sounds good, Doug. Let's meet your character, uh, Doug S. I, I am uh, Trevor Jesley. I am kind of uh, the the funny sidekick trope. Uh, I am going to. Uh, I'm kind of yeah. I I, I just uh, I'm kind of geeky, but uh, I'm kind of I kind of fit in with the popular kids too. So you know I. I uh, I kind of uh, fit fit in all over the place, and then I, I kind of uh, kind of make a lot of jokes and try to pun, make puns, and make light of a lot of situations, and that kind of uh, makes it so that nobody takes me seriously, which is much much like my real life. <laughs> I, think, I think you know, I, I think that's not play ourselves. I thought we had to be different. Yeah, no, I, I think kind of it's going to kind of hit home for me. I think. Um, so yeah, so that's, uh, that's, that's who I am. And I guess I'm 12 years old. So 12 year old me is, is, uh, pretty, pretty spot on. I think it sounds about right to me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Tim, you, who has just become acquainted with your character, uh, in the past <laughs> 10 minutes, tell us all about her. Oh, well, th this is no, no stretch for me. This is like basically what I identify with completely, but, uh, my name is Tiffany Quigley. Um, I am a popular kid, so I know what that's like, and I'm 13, and uh, let's see, my, my motivation is uh, political domination, uh, starting with the student council, and uh, uh, I've, I've looked at a couple other things on this sheet, and, and basically I'm just, I'm a, I'm a popular girl, and uh, I'm, I'm looking to stay that way, and uh, not really sure what the unpopular kids are like and what they're up to uh, so specifically, how do you treat unpopular kids? What unpopular kids? <laughs> Everyone we'll, is popular. We'll have fun with this one. <laughs> All right. And Doug, let uh, other Doug, Doug L. Uh, I'm not good with people it, with it, sharing the same Doug. names. <laughs> you can call it, or Lev works, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so I am Tiffany's younger brother. I am Dirk Quigley. Uh, I'm 11 years old, uh, and I am a loner weirdo. Uh I am the brother that Tiffany wishes she didn't have and tries to forget. Um, I uh, insist on, I, I just started insisting that people refer to me by my nickname, which is the dagger. Um, <laughs> it has not worked yet, but I'm absolutely insistent on it. Uh, and uh, I am a rude little 11 year old who is <laughs> making your life, Tiffany, uh, kind of a living hell right now. So, Oh, can protect me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's do our, we're going to do some questions. We're going to, you're each going to roll a D 20 and based on whether you feel like your character, uh, we'll go in turn order. So you're going to roll on the character directly behind you. So Alan will roll for Doug S. Um, whether you feel like your relationship is positive or negative, you roll a D 20 on, the respective chart and answer that question about that character. Okay. So I'm rolling for Doug S. Yep. Uh, I got uh, you get an, you got an eight. Yeah. So that is, what is your private nickname for this character and why? Wait, are you rolling on the positive or negative? Uh, what was that for the positive or negative question? Uh, that's up to you. I guess you get it. You uh, can we'll choose. One. Negative, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So that question is actually what what was the character's role in the worst day of your life? Oh man. 
Uh, so we were in like the junior league hockey championship, whateverness, and uh, some dillweed who will remain unnamed uh, <laughs> accidentally uh, pushed the mascot onto the ice and interrupted my game winning shot, and we lost. Oh, in overtime because of it. It wasn't intentional, like, you know, he just tripped and fell and bumped the mascot, and the mascot fell into the ice, got in the way, right? Like, it wasn't malicious, but it totally just wrecked everything for me. Big game, my big win. Nice. I I was captain of the hockey team that year. Now I'm not. No. (laughs) All right, so, Doug, you are going to answer about Tim. Uh, You can roll on either positive or negative, whichever. Um, I'll do positive. That's okay. fine. You two are buddies. Uh, five. Five. So that is, uh, why do you care about them more than they care about you? Um, I think that's because I know that she's like the super popular kid in school. And so I want to be like considered super, super popular. Like I want to be part of that crowd. And so that's why I, and I know that that's, she doesn't look at, she doesn't view me as super popular. She, she you know, I, I want to aspire to be part of that clique that she's part of. All right. That's good. All right, Tim. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm rolling for my younger brother, Dirk. Is that correct? That is uh, correct. The dagger. Thanks. The dagger. <laughs> uh, You've had this okay. talk many times. <laughs> Shoot, I just had it here. It's the it was the annoying one. What do I do to intentionally annoy them? Okay. Um, well, I refuse to call you the dagger. Solid. Nice. Yeah. All right, and then uh, Doug, you're going to roll for Alan. All right, I'm going to say that I actually feel pretty positive about Ken. Um, because he's protective of my sister, and as much as uh, I try to piss my sister off, I do like her. Deep down Yay. inside. Like All <laughs> right, that's a seven. Uh, what plan do you and the character have that you're most excited about? Um, hmm. I guess he's planning on asking her to the dance at the end of the school year. Um, And I'm going to help him find out information uh, to, you know, like make it the best like seventh or ninth grade promposal that's ever been. Um, And uh, I'm just real excited that older kids are actually talking to me. So that's, that's the thing that's so exciting about the plan, but uh, the plan is to help him get her to go to the freshman year formal with him. Excellent. All right. So um, I think that's all of our questions. Is that right, Doug? Is that how the, quest, the questions yeah, and, go? Okay. In, for the, for the, the quick start. One, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So our adventure is taking place. Uh, we The players collaboratively built – Built the town of Devil's Lake, North Dakota, which is actually a real place, but we, we've, we've co-opted it and, and making it our own. 
But the year is 1989. It is winter. Uh, Devil's Lake, North Dakota is a town that was built on honey. The honey, despite the cold winters, the beekeepers found innovative ways to make, to just keep the bees alive and make the, the, just the best honey in the world. Uh, I mean, you just, this honey was, was known worldwide and everything was good. It was great. The, the, the honey business was so good that each year they had a giant honey festival that, that attracted thousands from from all over the world just there'd be games there'd be you know honey competitions everybody was in on it the town just thrived but sometime in the late 50s uh a very rampant strain of american foul brood which is a a, a, a disease within bees that that can just wipe out a population just spread through devil's lake north dakota and just just wiped i mean farmers were well, bee, beekeepers were burning down their hives to to try to stop to stop the spread of, of this disease as it, as it just ran rampant. Uh, but they didn't, and, and they 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 never recovered. The bee the bee the honey industry never came back up. So they turned to cattle. Uh, they've kept their annual honey festival going each year, just kind of as a reminder of better days. But. But the parents, the adults of Devil's Lake kind of walk around with this haze of of what used to be, you know, the 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 they're kind of everyone's kind of somber because they know the town used to thrive and how it used to be. While the kids, they've only ever known just run down Devil's Lake, you know, struggling Devil's Lake. So they 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 kind of been they kind of take advantage of it. There's a lot of abandoned businesses and a lot of abandoned farms and just a plenty of places for exploring for young kids. So the kids are reaping the benefits uh, uh, of the, of the financial hardships that this town, this town faces. And as in most small towns, especially small towns that have fallen on hard times, rumors are, are in abundance. Uh, There's stories of monsters that snatch kids up out of the, out of the blizzards in winter and, and, and take off with them. There's stories of, of, um, of uh, uh, Pete, Pete Bevers, who last year was ice fishing, fishing, and everybody thinks he fell in, but there's rumors that something actually reached up through the ice, grabbed him, and pulled him under. Uh, and the woods, the woods are at, outside of town, are as weird as they are vast. Uh, and it's actually in these woods that that this game begins at around three in the morning on a cold, wintry Saturday. It's a, if this was a movie, the camera would be swooping in towards the town of Devil's Lake, which at three in the morning, small town, it's not lit up real well. There's a couple of lights, and off in the distance, you begin to see just a little, a little flash of light, and then there's another, you know, about six, seven seconds later, there's another flash of light, and then there's this, just this huge flash of light, and the camera kind of swoops over that, um, and as it gets to the edge of the forest. Looking down, you see just this small creature just dart out of the forest heading towards town. And so we pick up play. Uh, the, a few hours later, it is the, it's the regional hockey tournament that's going on. It's, it's, it's Saturday morning. It is the final game in it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and that's right. Uh, Alan, what was your character's name? Ken. Ken. Gotcha. <laughs> And Ken, you are you. You have, even though you're not captain, you have brought your team back to the to the championship game of the regional tournaments. And it is in the last minute. The game is tied. It is in the last minute, 
And I mean, you, you don't want to go into overtime. You want, you want to put this game away. So you've been playing hard or you, you've, or you've already have a couple goals. The game, you know, is firmly, you're the star of this game. And, and just like a year ago, you know, the spotlight's kind of on you. Great. That's not terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so while Ken's out on it, just kind of set the scene of where everybody is, you know, the, um, Trevor is, well, you, you and, and your pal, the dagger are, you're not that interested in, in hockey. So you're kind of out in the lobby. There's a couple arcade games out there. Uh, the real popular one, street fighter is out there. Y'all been playing that all morning. And, and Tiffany, uh, because, well, as it was established by Amanda, who couldn't be here, you were there because, I mean, oh, my God, hot hockey guys, you know. So you're you're trying <laughs> to get yourself you're trying to get yourself down as close to to the uh, to the bench as you can. But it is the regional tournament. Those seats are VIP. So. I am I am so glad that Amanda made all these decisions and handed it off. It's going to be interesting. Well, can, can can I also add that my that our parents made me bring my little brother to this game? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you don't I'm go very annoyed that I've had to be checking up on him. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to try to use my my uh, my political power and the student council to to get my way to those front seats. Okay, well then we will start with you. So you you. You are. You see this bench full of just, oh my God, hot hockey guys, and hockey you just want to be next to it. Yeah. So you you are. You're down there, and you run into this this big this big. <clears throat> well, security guard's kind of harsh, but but he is basically a security guard, keeping people in their seats where they're supposed to be. And you kind of walk up, and he he looks down on you. He's like, uh, "Do you have a ticket ticket for this section, ma'am?" Well. I guess a question for you, the GM first, one of my strengths that I have checked off here is wealthy. Yeah. Would I have a ticket? Um, I would think that, that you wouldn't have a ticket. You didn't plan that far ahead. Maybe, yeah. you know, you didn't think you thought you didn't, wouldn't need to buy a VIP ticket. Cause you just didn't think about it. You had other things. Your brother was bugging you. So you just bought general admission. All right. Well, in that case, I'm going to, uh, Try to invoke one of those uh, one of those superpowers that you know thirteen year old girls sometimes possess, and I'm going to quickly ramble at him all the problems of the world that are currently resting <laughs> on me, uh, including the fact that my parents made me come here with my brother. I didn't get the ticket in time. I've got all the, and I just I was supposed to be down there. And I'm not going to be down there. This is going to do just horrible things to my popularity, and I you know. This is just, this has to, you, I have to be down there. You, I, I'm either going to be down there or I'm going to be right here continuing to talk until you let me down there. <laughs> okay. So you're, you're trying to confuse him uh, or maybe even charm him a little bit to, to show that you belong down there. You belong down there next because you're there to cheer on the team. You know, that's, that's, that's what you're there for. And they can't they need me. you down. That's right. They need you down there. So <laughs> we're going to go with just with, with a charm roll. Uh, just give me a roll on on your charm, which looks like is a D. You get to roll a D twenty. Charm is definitely your biggest stat. Yeah, so D20, let's see if you get that plus one there. Does that does yeah. that? And as a, as a quick reminder, um, if you have time to prepare for this, it could be a planned action. 
That's and so true. you have the option of taking half of your total roll. Uh, so you could take just a static 10 plus one if you want. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and this isn't too high difficulty. It is just just, just a difficulty of nine. So taking that half would definitely just push you over it. And, well, I, rolled, and you, I rolled a nine, so I think we're, we're pretty much there with that plus one. So either right. way, either way, uh, she's her, one of her other strengths is that she's lucky. So we'll just say that. that. <laughs> you know, it just, yeah. So, so let's role play this out a little bit. This, what, what, you know, a bit of that rambling slash charm that you're, you're using on this big, this big security guard type guy. That's going to get you past him and down there closer to the, the hot hockey guys. Is he one of those security guards who's like a, a recycled uh, faculty member? So yeah. faculty during the day. So I know who this person is. Oh, yeah. It's definitely – it is definitely Mr. Preller from, uh, the, you know, from, from gym. It's definitely the gym teacher. Mr. who? Mr. Preller. Oh, Preller. And he's a gym teacher? Oh, so I definitely try to avoid him at all costs. Um Okay, so the uh, Mr. Preller, you know that the yearbook team is taking they're taking pictures down there on the bench, and if I'm not there, I'm gonna I'm, there's gonna be one page of the yearbook that I'm not gonna be on, and if I'm not on that page, that means I don't get the perfect hundred. I gotta be on every page of the yearbook. You're preventing me from doing this. I'm just gonna tell you right now that there's gonna be some sit-ins in gym tomorrow. We're gonna have some protests. And so at the word protest, he he remembers the protest that was that was performed early last year because of the students found the the length of his of his gym shorts to be very inappropriate. And he remember how that played out. He had many hours in with the principal and a couple after hour, a couple after school, uh, you know, classes he had to go to about short length. Uh, it's very specific class. Uh, it's only in Devil's Lake. It was only the one time. And he hears the word protest. He's like, "All right, just go get down. Go get down there. Just uh, you, you and your friends. Uh, no, no sit-ins. Promise me no sit-ins. I'll go. Hey, you know what? He pulls out his his billfold. He's like, he's like, here's a few dollars. Go get you some drinks. Just no protests, okay? No protests. <laughs> as I as I go down uh, winning, I you know, stand up a little bit straighter. I, I'm victorious in this exchange, but I have to get my last dig at him. And so as I take a couple steps down, I start chanting what we were chanting during that protest. And it's one, two, three, two inches to the knee. One, two, three, two inches to the knee. <laughs> and he puts his hand down on his on his khaki. And it's, it's winter. So he's wearing khakis. And he's like, they're long enough. They're long enough. See, they're not. They're past my fingertip. And he just takes off up the, up the stairs. <laughs> So you find you you find yourself a nice seat there where you have a perfect view of the the bench of hockey players, but more importantly, they have a perfect view of you. So at this point, uh, the hockey game continues. Uh, you know, we're we're we're. It, I said it's the last minute. We're getting into that last minute as all this other stuff is happening. So we're going to jump out in the lobby because we're going to leave the most uh, exciting thing for last here uh, on this scene. We're going to jump out in the lobby where. Where Trevor and the Dagger, they're, they're buddies. Would you say you guys are real good friends? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, always hanging out on Saturdays, mm-hmm. yeah. riding riding your bikes around town, you know, seeing seeing all the cool movies at, mm-hmm. with each other. So one thing you have definitely, definitely be, be interested in is Street Fighter. Absolutely. You, the new game that, that's kind of taken, that's kind of, kind of a craze in the arcade world right now. It, yep. it, it's just Street Fighter 1. It's tr- just 
it's a fighting game where you can fight against each other. So it's really cool. And I, I think y'all have probably probably found yourselves perched quarters at hand in front of this machine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm I'm playing uh what is it is it Ryu? Is it that isn't that one of the characters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do, yeah. yeah Ryu and Ken, I think, were the two players whenever you're yeah. doing yeah. head to head. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just whooping. I'm whooping with Ryu. Yeah, I'm I'm not doing so hot, but uh I'm glad that I have a friend, which is nice. Um I'm I'm playing Ken because of course like I have to play as Ken because like Ken Kaplan, that's my idol. Um <laughs> so yeah, I am uh I am definitely playing playing Ken. Not doing well, right, but playing as him. Yeah, so you guys have played a couple games. You kind of you've kind of taken over this machine. Uh and you're both down to one quarter left. You kind of you've decided amongst yourselves that this this next game is gonna be this is gonna crown the Street Fighter champion. At least of this Saturday, it's gonna it's gonna crown the Street Fighter champion. So we're going to do just a quick roll off here between the two using, I think using brains because you know, you got to use your brain for that hand-eye coordination, under remembering the button combos. So the way you'll do is you'll roll off, you'll roll off against each other, whatever dice you are, uh, whatever die you're using. And I think it's just high roll wins. Okay. Oh, I got a five on my D eight. I got a five on my D eight. Oh, wow. Well, in the, in the, uh, in the event of a tie, uh, nobody has a plus plus anything that's going to push them over. So no. let's do, let's see here. Are there rules for a wash? In, in a skill check, it would be whoever, uh, if it's a combat thing, it would be whoever the aggressor is. But there isn't really one of those in this case. Yeah, well, Street, Fighter, Street Fighter is the best of two normally, so they just tied the first round. Oh, that's, that's true. That's, that's true. true. Yeah, that's right. true. Yeah, so. you got the the rare double knockout. All right, here we go. So we'll move into round two. That's a seven. That's four. All right. So yeah, he's oh. been so 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 the dagger who's been had having his butt handed to him all morning. Pulls it out in, in this this final winner take all match. Nice. It's about time you won. I, you know, I just uh, I was learning your strategy and stuff, and like now I got it. Like I I got it now. Yeah, you just got lucky. Nah, Trevor, you got you got lucky like the eight times you beat me before. That was just that was <laughs> luck, beginner's luck. Yeah. So yeah, you guys continue your smack talk. Maybe go get a get a snack. Uh, get not a too interested. Dog. Yeah, grab grab that yeah. great a great uh, ice ice arena hot dog on, on the nice uh, honey bun that mm-hmm. they well not a honey bun but a honey honey hot dog bun that that they just have stockpiled somewhere and so now we we zoom out we go into the arena onto the ice it is that final minute and you know Ken you've you've got the puck and you're setting up it, it's time time to win this game. Okay, and I think so. You can role play a little bit, I think. But in the end, we're gonna do we're gonna do a bronze. I think we're gonna do a bronze check. Uh, but it is it is the championship game, regional championship game. So it's you're gonna have to have a pretty good role. Uh, I think we're gonna put a difficulty of about thirteen on it to Ooh. to see if you can pull this game out out for your wow. team. Maybe 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 win win the favor back of the team and, and be captain again. 
All right. So, you know, we're going down the ice, pucks passing around. Um, you know, my, my buddy is obviously our power forward, right? So, uh, you know, his name's Jer, Jer over there. He's, uh, he's open. So I shoot him the puck and, uh, I'm actually going to set him up to win by knocking down the biggest guy and having a fight with him on the other team. I'm going to just slam into that dude and go at him. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that sounds good. So that guy, he, he, he doesn't really see it coming, but you, you do, you shoulder check him real hard. Uh, and, and, uh, and Jer, he, he takes the puck towards the goal. Um, so we're going to actually shift it a little bit and, I don't know much about hockey. Does a fight stop the stop the stop the hockey game? Theoretically, yeah. Theoretically, okay. But if, but if the ref's not watching closely, that's the last <laughs> minute. Everybody's noticing. Yeah. So we'll but say maybe, maybe I'll just pull a cheap shot to draw some attention. Okay. So that happens. You you you, you pass the puck off to Jer. He he goes to go. You you not you lay a good shoulder, a good cheap shot in this guy. The ref is really more watching watching the puck, and Jer goes down. And we'll get back to Jer in just a moment as this guy gets up and takes his stick and, and goes and goes to, you know, cross check you across, across your chest after he pulls himself up off the ground. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think we're going to switch this from the brawn, the brawn to see if the game wins to the brawn to see if you get, you get knocked out because he's, he's, his, he, his gloves come off and, and he is ready. He is ready to fight. All right, well, like the Mighty Ducks taught me, I'm going to pull a shirt, shirt over his head and then start hitting him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so, so let's – Yeah, let's roll a brawn. Yeah. I got a 17. Oh, yeah. Woo! Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to – you know, um, let me roll for him. I think you probably got this, but – oh, yeah, I rolled an 8. So you definitely have got this. Um, and you, you, you beat him by quite a bit. So we're gonna we're gonna let you kind of narrate. You definitely grab his shirt, pull it up over his head. <clears throat> you know, gloves come off, start banging the side of his head. You know, uh, hockey fights aren't a terribly pleasant thing to watch. If <laughs> so, uh, you know, but I mean, when I'm 14, I'm not out there doing tons of damage to the poor kid. Yeah, it's really just you know nobody nobody's going to end up in in too bad a shape at this. So. So you do that, and Jer. Well, while while the, as just as this fight's starting to do, Jer goes in. Everybody kind of draw their attention is drawn to this fight. So he has a pretty nice, easy shot, and he and he he takes that puck and and he he hits it, and it goes in. It hits the bar, bounces into the net, and y'all and y'all y'all will end up being the 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 regional champions. You've beat uh, you've beat the Bismarck Red Devils in in this game. So oh, redemption has been I'm made. Now I'm sad because that's actually my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there is much celebrating. Everybody, you know, the, the regional tournament was was held in in Devils Lake this year. So the the home crowd is definitely definitely large. So everybody, uh, the music kicks on. Everybody's excited. There's a lot of celebrating going on. So we'll just kind of go around and, and what everybody's doing, you know, as, as this game wraps up. Oh, sure. Um, so, I mean, I mean, I suppose the team's probably all on the ice and we're just doing the standard, you know, sports. We're all jumping up and down. Woo! Kind of thing. 
I'm off yelling, uh, suck it, Trevor, somewhere probably. <laughs> yeah, everybody's everybody's around around uh, Jerry and and you know trying to lift him up on their shoulders. It's it's it, you know they they're hockey players. They can do it pretty well on the ice. So big celebration out on the ice. Right. Since, since you're there in the arena, Tiffany, what are, what are you doing? Well, we'll say that uh, uh, as soon as it happens, she's she's much more invested than she wants anyone to know she is. She stands up. She's cheer- she's she's so excited. But then at the moment, at the moment that Ken kind of glances over to the benches to see, like you know, get get excited with the team, and and she sees that he sees her, she she immediately like straight face bored. Okay, well, I guess this is over. Can we go now? Touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so our street fighters, what's happening with you guys? You guys make it into the end uh, to see the end of the game, still out in the lobby. What do you I, think? I think I tried to get in to see the very end of the game because I wanted to see Ken score the game winning goal. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that, that it wasn't him, but, but I'm still cheering and saying, uh, you know, like good, Good throw, Ken. Good, good assist. Yay! Because I, I don't, I have no idea what I'm talking about, but, uh, but I'm real excited to be there. I, I'm just standing next to next to uh, to the dagger, and uh, I'm not really all that into the game, but I'm there because I know he's excited about it, and uh, I'm kind of awkward because I know that uh, that I kind of cost. Uh, Ken the game last year so I'm just kind of there just kind of uh yeah I hope nobody I hope this kind of erases everything that uh, everybody remembers about last year and I'm just kind of quietly clapping and glad that it's kind of turned around this year yeah you've definitely kept your distance from from the mascot as much as you can uh yeah. which which I mean the school the school mascot's the Wrangler so it's this it's this big cat with a big cowboy hat you know, just ridiculous size cowboy hat. And as you're staying there clapping, you know, you look around and you see him and he's just, every time you see this, he, he gives his big two fingers right at his <laughs> eyeballs, points them right at you. And so yeah. that's what you see this time. And then he, he t- kind of turns it into a thumbs up, you know, cause, cause the past is the past. And maybe now, maybe now things could be better between you two. Since, since you were out of the way this time, you stayed out in the lobby most of the game. So you couldn't mess this one up. Right. I right. love that you somehow have a rivalry with the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> do, do I know who's in the mascot? Like, do we know who's in the mascot costume? Oh, I hope not, because that makes it even better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't. So you you do walk around oh, with this man. paranoia. As you, walk, <laughs> as you walk through town, there's this paranoia. Is, could that be him? Could that be him? Is, could, could that be her? Is it? I don't even know if it's a guy or a girl under there. You walk around with this constant paranoia. Of oh, who man, this God. mascot could be? For a, are you setting this up for a Scooby Doo moment? <laughs> <laughs> Pick out the mascot's head is actually really just a monster inside. Yeah, <laughs> it's the monster from the, the, the opening scene. <laughs> so the festivities go on a little longer. You know, about 20, 30 minutes. People start to to make their way out of the out of the local uh, ice arena here and. Uh, we, we'll pick up here with, you know, um, Trevor and Tiffany and Dagger are all out front. You know, Tiffany's probably ready to get going. Uh, you know, she's but she's got to get her brother first to get him out of there. And uh, uh, Ken, you're 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 probably just about done getting getting 
uh, back into your street clothes and, and ready to head out as well. This, this is the year 1989, right? 1989. Early 1989. I was, I was not actually alive then, so I need to. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was like one. All I get when I Google 1989 clothes are pictures of Taylor Swift. This is problematic. Oh, yeah. I ran into On a lot of levels. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. I, I totally dressed like Marty McFly in the first Back to the Future with like the puffy vest over the jean jacket and the button-up shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Letterman jacket? No, 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 no. Like uh, he's got that puffy. It almost looks like a like a life. Oh, yeah, I, I, I got you. I got you. Maybe and I was like a denim jacket and down <laughs> flannel. So you walk out, and you know there's a big crowd out there, but you just happen to walk out about where these other three are. So you're all kind of grouped there together, conveniently. Hey, folks. Uh, Ken, Ken, that was awesome. Oh man, you uh, you, you passed the the puck to the to the other guy, and then he he put it in the net, and oh, that was so cool. Oh, it was really. Uh, yeah, you hit, it, was, it was pretty great. You hit that guy, and he sure was over. He went, bam, bam, bam. That was like what I was doing to Trevor in Street Fighter. Like, I was just beating him up. Oh, that was great. Uh, all, all right. All right. <laughs> Are you done, Dirk? Whatever. Dirk. I, I can be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ken. That was, that was, that was, oh, a, good, that was a good play, man. Uh, thanks, Trevor, for not ruining anything this time. And yeah, as he says that, Trevor, you just you hear, you don't know where it comes from, but you hear kind of this this shrill like music, and you, and you turn around, and and twenty feet away, the crowd parts, and you see you see the Wrangler there, <laughs> just staring you down, and then he gives you the thumbs up, and he turns around and walks off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, I, I imagine like the Wild West showed him like wee, wee, Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey Tiffany, you, you hear we won? Yeah, I heard something like that. Were you playing? Yeah, I am, you know, on the team for like the tenth year in a row. <laughs> okay, that's that's probably why you smell like that. Okay. Okay, cool. So good talk. <laughs> Sorry oh, yeah. for my brother. No, uh, I mean, Blade's cool. I, I like him. Close. That's pretty close. That works. Close to Dirk? Yeah, close to Dagger. <laughs> my nickname that people call me. No one's actually me. call you Dagger. I, I call him Dagger. Thanks. Thanks, Trevor. Yeah, no problem, buddy. Thanks. Ugh. Sure. All right. Well, let's hope not everybody follows, you know, Trevor's example or nobody will ever win a hockey game in this town again. Whatever. Whatever, Ken. <laughs> All right. Well, since apparently I smell bad, I'm going to go home. I'm sure my dad needs me to help with the chores. Yeah. When yes. are our parents going to get here with the car? I can't be here one more minute. Oh well, I mean your parents—they're off doing their their parenting thing. So you you had to—I mean you had to take your brother with you, and you had to walk. I mean, you know, none of you really live that far from from the ice from the ice rink. So I got my dad's pickup 
because it's North Dakota in the eighties and this is a farm community. And and he is he is local local hockey star. Uh so you know yeah, they're they're the the the, the, the sheriff will definitely turn a blind uh Hey, I've got my learner's permit. I just don't have an adult with a license. <laughs> Dirk, are you calling shotgun? Um, oh, that's not even going to be an option. Get in the back. <laughs> like the back? This is like, all like 70s Ford, you know, farmhand pickup truck. Right? Kind of. Yeah. Wait, like the back? <laughs> back or like the, the seat behind the... Oh, no, the, there's only two seats. It, it's, it's that old. There's no bench seat oh. in the back. Oh, okay. Um, that's cool. I'm just, it's cool to get a ride. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll ride with you, Dirk. Yeah. We'll, 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 we can chat while they're, while, while, while we're riding. Okay. I'll talk about how, how I know all these awesome moves in Street Fighter that I didn't even get a chance to, to show you. Because I beat you too fast? What's, <laughs> what's that? You didn't get to use them because I beat you so fast? Uh, no, it's because they belong to the other characters, and I wanted to master that Ryu first before I started kicking your butt with other characters. Well, you didn't master because I, I beat you. Right, right at that moment, Tiffany puts her leg over because this is one of those old trucks where there's nothing obstructing her her leg to get over to the gas pedal, and she just revs the engine so loud. <laughs> oh, right. Now, <laughs> can, can play it. So yeah. Like, oh. As you do that, as you as you rev the engine and, and you know it kind of dies down, um, uh, Ken is parked in his usual parking spot, which is right you know near the the alley behind it because there's a yeah. door that goes into the into the locker rooms there, and sometimes he just wants to get in and get out real quick, whether he's had a great game or kind of a shameful game. Sometimes Ken just doesn't want to, be, you know, he, he's not he's not the popular kid and doesn't feed off the popularity as, as much as Tiffany does, so. As the engine winds back down, you hear you hear commotion from from in that alley. You hear like a trash can get knocked over, and you you hear the voice uh, a voice of a young of a young girl is like, "Yeah, get it, get it, get it, Phil." Uh, are, are we in the truck at this point? Then yeah, you're still, pressing yeah. the gas pedal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll like look out. So yeah, you look down. You look down the alley and you see at the end of it, you know, it ends in like like a movie alley ends with a giant chain link fence. And you see three kids. Uh, you 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 recognize them as it's Phil and Patty Buziak. And then there's uh, they're joined by by their buddy, Joseph Warner. And they're kind of known about town as as bullies. They're younger. They're more, you know, they're younger. They're more um, uh, Trevor and the daggers age, you know, that age range. But they are definitely hard kids. P- Patty. Patty and Phil are brother and sister, real, real tough kids. And, and Patty is sitting here holding, she's holding a, a beer bottle and she's getting, she's holding it. And, and you see, she goes, yeah, get it, Phil. And then she throws this beer bottle at something. You can't really see it. There's something in the corner of this alley and you hear the beer bottle hit and something squeals out in pain. And you see Joseph, Joseph's kind of a, a bigger kid. He, he's more of a, you know, he he's not quite as mean spirited as Phil and Patty are, so he really just kind of tags along with him, and he's sitting there in the corner, kind of kind of chuckling. You know, he's not throwing anything, but 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 Phil definitely picks up a, like a cardboard box to throw next. Can can I can I alert uh, Ken to uh, tell him to hold off because something else something something's going on in the alley? 
because because he's turning around right he's our, and we're in the back of the truck so we can kind of see what's going on like clear, yeah. pretty clear yeah so i'm gonna yeah, signal, i'm gonna signal ken to, to to hold off on because i don't know if ken i can't see ken because i'm talking to to dirk i'm, I'm gonna signal to uh, ken and tell him that uh hold off we're there's something going on like ken ken don't take off there, there's something going on what's going on I, I, it's probably just those damn Boozniaks tormenting local cats again. So yeah, about that time, you you know, uh, anybody who's looking would see <clears throat> Phil throw this throw this box, and you hear a scuttering. There's no squeal this time. You hear a scuttering, and you see anybody who's looking sees this little kind of raccoon sized creature, but it's it's really red. It's got red fur and this little tail that kind of spirals out. Uh, from its tail is kind of spiraled, kind of like like a pig's, but it's longer, you know. So it's got a couple of different spirals in it, uh, but it resembles kind of a raccoon. And yeah, they they've got it cornered, uh, and they're they're, I mean, they're tormenting it, so not doing any not doing any real damage to it, just just you know terrorizing it a bit. I start like tapping on the back window of the truck and saying, "Ken, Ken, they're they're going to hurt that pig coon if we don't do something about it." <laughs> Cocoon. I like it. This isn't one of your role-playing games, Dirk. I don't. I don't think There's that no such thing is a pig coon. But look, look at the, look at the thing. Look at the. It's over there. It's a, got a pig tail and a raccoon body. It's, right. I'm gonna get out of the truck and I'm gonna start walking back towards those two kids. I'm, I'm gonna jump over the side of the truck and, and I'll follow. Uh, I'll follow Ken. I'm gonna do the same, but I probably like don't do it super gracefully. <laughs> I, I yeah, pull yeah. out from from out of my backpack. I pull my compact mirror, my hairbrush, and my scrunchie, and I'm trying to get myself looking a little bit nicer than I was before for when they come back. But I'm also keeping an ear out just in case. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. The three three of you guys, you start heading down. Uh, I'd say Ken's definitely definitely in the front, and mm-hmm. as you as you enter the alleyway. You know, you see, you see, Patty, Patty Buziak is is she's she's laid eyes on on a cinder block and she's going over. She's starting to pick it up off the ground. I mean, she's not at a point where she can throw it or anything yet, but but she definitely sees this cinder block ready and feels like, yeah, that that that's really gonna squish it. Get it? Yeah. I mean, what he's like? What the hell is that thing, anyways? Is there a is there like a just a piece of trash nearby, like a can or something? Like a what? Like a can or something. Oh, yeah. Something you just throw at him to make him drop the cinder block before he throws it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to, like, just as we're walking closer, I'm going to bend down, kind of scoop up this piece of trash rock or whatever, and kind of just chuck it at him to make him not throw the thing. All right. So you're wanting to throw it at him and you want to hit him with it? I'm sorry? Are you wanting to hit him with it or just kind of as a distraction? Yes, but not to injure him. Yeah. Like just make him stop what he's doing. Okay, so we'll go with a can. Um, yeah, let's just let's let's do just a quick roll on your fight. Um, you won't need anything too big because you know you're in an alley. And you're 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 an athletic guy. So let's just let's just roll your fight on. Let's just say you have to get like an eight or higher to to make it yeah. hit him. So my fight's a d twelve, and I get plus one to whatever I roll. I rolled a one, so that is a total of two. Oh. 
Now, All right. Now, since you didn't, uh, don't you get uh, you get an adversity token, right, for for failing? You do get an adversity token for failing. So, and what you can do with those is you can use those later to every adversity token that you you spend, you can add to your add plus one to your roll. So just mark down that you have an adverse adversity token, uh, and we could use that in the future. But you did fail. Uh, you, you failed. It's not a disaster. Um, you throw it. That can goes in, and instead of hitting him, it kind of bounces at his feet, uh, and and it does. I mean, it does turn his attention to you, but he he's more angry than anything. I mean, he is younger than you, but he's got a bad reputation, so he turns around real quick and he's like, "Oh yeah, it's the hockey jock, the one who the one who uh, who who lost the game for us last year." Well, he, he won the game for him this year, K- kind of. He's like, oh, well, he didn't win the game. He said uh, Jared did. Jared made that shot. Passed the, pass the biscuit. And he's like, I, well, that's not a win, though. That's just – that's helping out. That's like you – that's like when you tell your mom how to make your grilled cheese. You didn't do any of the work. Yeah, you always cut it along the diagonally. All right, thanks, Dirk. Yep. <laughs> you, Phil, you wouldn't know what it's like to be part of a team anyway. All right, all right. What do you – Nice, Trevor. <laughs> All right, you two, shut up. <laughs> All right, Ken. What are you Sorry, doing? Ken. Uh, okay, so you two behind me, shut up. You two in front of me. What are you doing to that poor animal? Uh, well, I mean, that's the, that we're doing a whole lot of none of your business, uh, loser. Gives oh. you the big L on the forehead. Oh, All right. oh Ken, Ken, take care of this man. And you can stop talking. Literally, just one. You're not a loser. Like you like to talk, don't you? Don't they call you like uh, uh, what do they call you? Uh, pocket knife or something? The dagger. The okay, no, we call you the pocket knife, don't we? Don't we, Patty and Joseph? No, no. Joseph's like, yeah, that's pretty good, I guess. Well, the pocket knife, it's it's it it's you know, and and Joseph's like, it's it's not a real knife. It, It doesn't do anything. I mean, it's got a great, a lot of great. I mean, if you got a Swiss one, it does a lot of great functions. You can yeah. open bottles, and yep. you know, it's got a little plastic toothpick. But I lost I mean, that. Yeah. He's, like, he's like, we're insulting you. We're we're not paying. We're not paying you any 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 Look, kind of you know. Walk down. Leave this stupid thing alone and get out of the alley. They said, "Well, uh, Phil kind of steps up, and Patty kind of steps past him. She's like, uh, I don't think we're going to leave the alley. I think we're going to stay right here, and we're going to." We're gonna get that that little animal, and uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get it. It's it's clearly just. I mean, it's gross. It's. I mean, what what's what's that red? I mean, it's red, and that that tail. And you look at the thing. It's kind of. It's not injured. It's cowering though, because it's definitely scared. It's cornered, and uh, you know, by these people. Listen, Ken. Ken already beat one person up today. He doesn't need to beat up three more. So Wait, why don't you just what? take off? And they kind of turn their attention to Ken, like, uh, "You, you, you had gotten a fight on the ice today already." Yeah, threw this dude's shirt over his head and just bam, started yeah. punching him like Street Fighter. You, you want that to happen? You want? Yeah. You want him to get all Ryu on you? Yeah, you want him to? Well, all Ken really, because I. Oh yeah, that's he's, true. Yeah, he's Ken. <laughs> <laughs> I you guys are the worst sidekicks ever. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We're so well intentioned. 
Well, you I don't want to fight anybody. I'm tired. I just want to get home, but I'm not going to let you hurt an animal and do nothing to you. So y'all can just turn around and walk away or something dramatic will happen, I suppose. <laughs> can, uh, can Tiffany try something at this moment? Yeah. So, so just, just she doesn't know exactly what's going on in the alley and she's just been, you know, making making everything look nice and turns on a, a specific song on the radio that, that you know, once it hits the station, she likes. It's, it's Millie Vanilli, of course. And uh, she hears it, and then she turns it down a little bit and opens the door. And she has a, she, you know, her and Dirk come from a nice, loving family, you know, and uh, pretty, pretty, pretty well off. And so she has a couple animals, a couple pets. And so she kind of opens the door and makes a, uh, a little whistle sound down the, down the, towards the alley to sort of get whatever that animal is. She's assuming it's like a cat or a dog to come running into the car while they're all puffing their chests at each other. Okay, so yeah, this this creature, it it it. She's trying it to charm. Hears, yeah, <laughs> give give me a charm roll on the creature. I just want to point out that I'm not fucking my own chest. Apparently, Trevor and Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I rolled an eighteen on my twenty, and that makes a twenty-one. Or sorry, uh, plus one, uh, nineteen. Nice. Yeah, there's something. Plus three? No, 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 no. There, there is something in that whistle that that catches its attention. Maybe it's its, uh, maybe it's its language, like dogs bark. Maybe this thing whistles. We don't know yet because we haven't, you know, properly introduced it. But you do that, and it it locks eyes with you, and it it kind of looks back at the group of people bickering, you know, amongst each other, and takes off down the alley, running running towards the truck. And so Phil, Phil and Patty see see it take off, and they're like, "Hey, hey, get it back here!" And you know they go to, they go to run past the the group that's that's barricading the alley here. Yeah, I'm not gonna let them. I'm just gonna get in their way. Yeah, we're gonna step. I'm gonna step right in back. I'm gonna back up Ken, like, and I'm gonna back up Trevor, backing up Ken. <laughs> yeah, so we have we have this single foul line of backupness, and so they they run up, they stop, and. Uh, we, they, there's something, there's something about a, a hockey player who's tired and, you know, they, they kind of get that he's not going to take any crap off of them. So they, they, they sit there, they look, they think about it. Uh, Patty kind of looks around you guys, sees, sees the, the little creature kind of jump up into the truck there. And she just kind of, she kind of sizes up the situation in her mind and she's like, all right, well. I guess it's already got away, but and she turns and she looks. She kind of leans over and looks back at at Trevor, and she's like, "I'll remember this come, come Monday, you know, when we're when we're in social studies class. I'll remember this." And I'm gonna I'm gonna act all tough because Ken's here, but really deep down inside, I'm petrified. And I'll be like, be like, yeah, okay, that's fine. She's like. It is fine because, you know, if you think that wedgie I gave you on Friday was anything, she's like, you, you've, you've not been wedgied yet. Ken, that was a really bad wedgie. I, I don't know. I don't, that was, I, it was real bad. Yep. And Joseph said, Joseph, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Wasn't Joseph's like, uh, yeah, you, you, you were hanging on that bathroom stall for a good 20 minutes before anybody found you. It was I'm pretty bad. Like look back behind me. Really? Uh, it was real bad. I, the, I had my new Ninja Turtle 
boxers on too. It was the 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 band was really stretchy. It really wasn't that bad. It's pretty bad, Joseph says, and he's like, you know. <laughs> so so this this exchange goes on for a bit, uh, and then, then they I, I, actually at this point I'm just gonna walk back to the truck. Yeah. <laughs> and so with the hockey player out of the way, they 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 push by the the rest of you, kind of shoulder you out of the <laughs> way. I, I realize that I don't have Ken to back me up, so I, I like follow, <laughs> follow really quickly behind yep. him. <laughs> so they walk out. They 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 try to they try to look in the truck. Get one last look look at this creature as it's sitting there. Uh, well, when this thing jumped up up in the seat there, Tiffany, what what was your reaction? Because maybe you were expecting a cat, and well, this this yeah. raccoon sized creature with with really red hair, red fur, and this this twirly tail has jumped up in there with you. Well, I am one hundred and ten percent disinterested in everything that's going on. And so I don't even notice it except that fur landed in the seat beside me. And I assume it's coming with us. And I'm just, I'm, I lean back and I start listening to, to my, to my Millie Vanilli and, you know, waiting for the group to come back. All right. So yeah, as this thing jumps in and kind of brushes past you and settles up there on the, on the seat, um, your arm kind of hits it in and, even though you're disinterested, you kind of notice that all the hair on your arm, you know, is kind of standing on it as if there's, there's small electrical charge, maybe nothing to shock you, but your hair is definitely standing on it as you come into contact with this thing. So like static all on my yeah. left side. Yeah. Um, oh no. I pull out the brush again and I start going, <laughs> brushing the hair back, back into the scrunchie a little tighter. I get back yeah. I, I, well, is is uh, Ken back at the truck before I have to deal with it by myself? Oh, I think you probably get it. Get your hair back in place, you know, okay. just just as he's as he's opening his door. <laughs> I got your dog, Ken. Can we go now? Sure. Not my. I look at the thing. That's not a dog. What the hell is that? Yeah. So now that you're getting a closer look, I mean, what I said is basically it. It's, I mean, it is really like a raccoon just the tail is different and it doesn't have like i mean it's just red fur head to toe just one kind of shade of red fur it's not like bright red but but it you know it's a little darker red um but yeah it's just i mean it's kind of resembles a, a raccoon maybe with a little bit of cat mixed in with it can can um, can Dirk and I uh, jump? Or we're, we're back in the back of the bed of the truck, and can I like wrap wrap on the back window? Because you know it's usually usually in the eighties. It's, it's like those mm-hmm. latched uh, two panel windows that that yeah. open up. And I, I want to get. I, I want to take a look at this animal that we just saved. Did we see it, Ken? Yeah. Hold like hold it up. Hold up the big coon. That thing might have like mange or something. I'm not touching it. It has what? I look down at it and finally, finally glance at the entirety of the thing, and I freak out, let out quite a, quite a ear-piercing scream while I open the latch and pull the window and slap the thing towards it so it jumps into the bed of the truck. Yeah, at the scream, this thing dive, you know, it, it gets startled from the screen, and, and it, it clambers its way up, up the seat and jumps out the only exit it sees, which is the window to the back of the truck, and it jumps out and, and just hits right into, right, right into Trevor's chest, you know. And I grab it. I'm like, I'm like, Tiffany, you're scaring it. Yeah, and as you uh, grab it, this, as you grab it, this mild shock just kind of goes through you. You know, it's it's not like like the static electricity that Tiffany experienced. Like, 
this mild, you know, nothing too bad, but this shock just kind of goes through your chest and, you know, just all through you as this thing collides with you. Is it, is it painful? Is it just, or is it just, uh, it's, it's definitely probably a little painful, you know, all right. but nothing that's going to knock you on, on, on your butt or anything. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look over. I'm gonna put put it down real gently, even though it's kind of like it took me by surprise. I'll be like, Dirk, Dirk. I, I feel like I just touched uh, old man uh, Anderson's electric fence. What? That's yeah. That's cool. It's weird. Um, I kind of like stretch my hand out to it, and I'm like, um, can can I? Uh, you think I should touch it? It it didn't hurt, but. It definitely felt like felt weird. Oh, okay, um, so I like kind of try to read the thing's expression. Is it like uh, does it seem like it's willing to get petted, or is it aggressive? Or uh, it's it's more scared than anything. But it's uh, it doesn't look like like it would lash out at you or try to bite you or anything. It's definitely just kind of cowering down a bit. Okay. Um, so I like stretch my hand out and I'm like, Hey, it's okay. Um, they call me the, the dagger, but I'm not like, I'm not scary. Um, do you want to, Hey, and like, I go to pat its head. Yeah. So you do, you reach out, you pat it and you notice, you know, just maybe the tone of your voice, you know, soothes it a little bit and you notice on your hair, the hair or hairs on your arm kind of stick up, you know, like they did with Tiffany and, and this thing kind of looks you in the eyes and, um, in kids on bikes, we do have you, you can have powered characters, and this thing definitely has some sort of power to it. You know, it's it's generating maybe mild electricity that it can channel into a uh, into a burst of electric electricity. So whenever the players all get to control or utilize the powered character, it's a kind of a shared thing. So I'm going to give each of you a couple, just a couple. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm blanking on it. Aspects. Uh, aspects yeah aspects of this thing that that if the moment arises you can use this aspect um you to use it you would it's going to start with a number of like psychic energy points and you can so whenever you want you can you can spend uh one of the the psychic energy tokens and row 2d4 uh to basically see if you can use this this aspect of this character. So I'm going to give each of you a couple. Um, we're going to start with, with, uh, the dagger. Uh, you're going to get one is quick. And two is that it trusts you. It trusts you. You've kind of connected with it in this moment, helped calm it down. So, so it, it's really trusting of you. Cool. Uh, T- Tiffany, you're going to get, uh, aspects of scared of loud noises. And, um, has a mean bite is the other aspect. Are, are these are these are aspects of the creature that I can yeah I can you, utilize. Yeah, if you see an opportunity, you can utilize it. Okay. Not all of them are 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 may seem beneficial, but we'll see. Uh, we'll go with Doug. You are going to get an aspect of it's usually hungry. <laughs> okay, and. That because you you felt this minor kind of electrical burst, we're going to do you know minor just put like minor electrical burst. Okay. And then Alan, the, you've probably interacted with it the least, so you're going to get a. It's fascinated by shiny objects and good climber. It's an electric trash panda. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> 
so those are our aspects. Uh, if the opportunity comes up, you can you can spend. We're gonna it's gonna have seven psychic energy tokens. I'll keep track of that. So right now it has seven PE tokens, and so tokens. It just has seven pets. It has seven <laughs> seven pets. Seven pets. <laughs> So if the opportunity arises, you can uh, you can spend uh, a pet and row two d four, and then we'll do some math on that to see to see if it succeeds. Whenever the we'll go into that if it, when when and if it comes up. All right. So the scene is now you're you're in this truck. The four of you you've you've saved this animal from whatever this this group of bullies had planned for it. All right, that's it for part one of Kids on Bikes. It was a ton of fun. Hope you enjoyed it. Come back next week for part two. In the meantime, get on over to Victory Condition Gaming YouTube channel. Give them a subscribe. Like the video this that this game came from. Check out Gallant Night Games, uh, Mr. Alan Barr's Gallant Night Games for all of their truly awesome, cool games. Alan always has a lot of really interesting stuff going on out there. After you're done checking out Gallant Night Games, head on over to DiceUpGames.com and check out everything my good pal Tim's got going on. Tim's a really great guy. I mean, you've heard this plenty of times because he's been on this show plenty of times. Love you, Tim. Awesome dude. Be sure to check out Doug Lewandowski's work. He's got Kids on Bikes, which is about to come out. He was also part of the Tragedies of Middle School, which I backed and am so looking forward to coming out here soon from Kickstarter. Check them out. Follow them. Support everything they do. It's all so worth it. I promise. So as always, like I say, get out there, have fun, and roll to play. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit Roll2PlayPodcast.com for more information. R-O-L-L-2PlayPodcast.com Like us over on Facebook at Roll2PlayPodcast. Follow us on Twitter at Roll2PlayPod. Have a question or comment? Email us at Roll2PlayPodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with a game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Tritachion. Visit soundcloud.com slash tritachion.